here we are on a Monday. It's Andy in the morning. It's Magic 95.1 WAJI. Katie Law back in studio. Thanks as always for hanging out with us. Making us a part of your morning routine means the world to us. I know how busy you are. I get it. Life's busy. Schedule's busy. A lot of commitments on your time, so I appreciate it. If you ever miss anything on the show, get caught up on your own time with the Andy in the Morning podcast. Everyone's talking about the chance of snow Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. Latest forecasts have the chance of three to five inches of snow. Just when you thought spring uh, was right around the corner. I want to bang my head on the microphone. Gosh, there is always it. that snow reality that comes every April or sometimes even every May. Yeah. Uh, it's so cold in May. All right, let's get to what's trending. Here we go. Mass shootings in Austin, Texas, in a bar in Wisconsin, and of course, the FedEx facility on Friday in Indianapolis makes America's sixth consecutive week of mass shootings. Of course, what happened in Texas, authorities continue to search for the suspect that fatally shot three people. They do have a person of interest that left three people dead in a tavern in Wisconsin. And of course, here's what we know about the Indianapolis shooting this past Friday. The former employee who shot and killed eight people basically legally purchased two assault rifles that there is a law on the books in Indiana called the Red Flag Law designed to prevent him from purchasing those rifles. Here's what happened. The scene revealed suspect Brandon Hole, 19, of Indy, legally bought rifles in July and September of last year. But there was a red flag already. The FBI had already questioned him last year because his mother called police to say that her son might commit, quote, suicide by cop, end quote. Well, that put him on the red flag list. Agents evenly even uh, searched his bedroom. Now, they didn't elaborate what they found at the time, but let's just say it was suspicious material. And he was red flagged. And he was red flagged by his own mother. (sighs) Shouldn't have been able to buy the two rifles that he had that he used in the attack last Friday. Those laws have been on the books in Indiana, these red flag laws, since 2005. And Indiana became one of the first states to enact such a law. Mm. (sighs) In lighter news, history was made this morning. We used to get excited in America about moments in space in our space program, but NASA made history this morning by flying a Mars robotic helicopter. And we started to see images that were live transmitted three hours later of that taking place. Uh, So you got to see that. So it was sort of like a Wright Brothers historic moment of flying an aircraft on a foreign planet happened today. I was telling Katie... As I was researching this morning, I do have one of space's biggest mysteries to share. We can figure out how to get something like a rover on a foreign planet, and that rover carries a helicopter, and that's amazing, and we see live images on a three-hour delay. We can figure that out. But what we can't figure out is this mystery. Astronauts in zero gravity cannot burp. Can't do it. But they can fart. And scientists cannot figure out why they can do one and not the other. So those air bubbles, they don't go up. Hey, look, but a they lot of morning go down. They can't <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like a lot of morning shows will just come in here. Not us. We do the hard research. This is something you guys need to know. You know? You can do one, you cannot do the other in space. It's impossible to burp. 
And all the intellectuals working at NASA, probably, you know, the smartest people of the land are all working here. And they... They cannot figure out why you're allowed to do one, but not the other. That's what's trending now with our Magic 95.1 news. Sandy in the morning, it's Magic 95.1. Katie Law is in studio. Women, more than ever, are shaving their faces. This is a new service at spas. Is it? It is. It's called dermaplaning. Holy cow, you're exactly right. You're ahead of me on this. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I haven't had it done, but I've considered it. It gets rid of all the peach fuzz, right? Read your yes. story. Yeah. No, you're 100%. You got it. Yeah. I Sometimes I read these things and I'm like, nobody does this. Um. Or sometimes, like, do you remember a couple years ago, they're like, cupping is the latest spa treatment that the stars are using and i'm like well they're not doing it around here and you know they were doing it around i got cupped okay (laughs) (laughs) you got cupped and so sometimes i do these and i'm like i share these stories but i'm also like there's no way that's hit the midwest and i'm so glad to hear that it is some women um have started to what did you call it Dermaplaning. They basically are encouraging women to shave their faces, and this is for beauty experts because it's the latest way some dermatologists recommend to help exfoliate your skin. Absolutely. It's actually, they're offering it at salons as kind of an add-on okay. um, to whatever services you receive, but they take a very kind of long, thin razor yeah. Like almost like one of those old fashioned straight razors that they yes. used to shave men with. Old time barber stuff. Yes. And they just very lightly kind of sh- shave down your face and then all the little peach fuzz comes off. Holy cow. So my question is I haven't like, done it. I, I, I need a resident esthetician like in my life because I ha- always have questions. But we always learn that hair grows back thicker. Thicker. Yes. Darker. Yes. Um, but for some reason, this is different, I think. So I've had some friends that have had it done, and I'm like, doesn't it grow back thicker and darker? And they're like, no, it doesn't. So that, I don't that know why. Um, in general? Or uh, maybe it's just that part general, of your body. In general. Maybe for a woman. Yeah, because I've been shaving my chest, hoping it comes back thicker and darker, and it never does. It must be a myth. <laughs> That's the scientific evidence we've done. I'm sure it depends on who you are. Everyone's hair grows indifferent. But um, but yeah, it's a thing. I've been super interested in it. I'd like to try it. I'm Trust me, I'm in my early 40s. I'm doing all the things for my skin. <laughs> to try to keep trying it to taut. Turn and, back time. That's what I'm trying to do. That's that's uh, my main goal in life right now. Well, you know my theory. My theory is actually it was a former coworker of mine's theory, uh, Jeanette Reinard, who worked here for years, that every woman has an LH, a lone hair, a lone oh, yeah. hair that it's usually like it could be in the most you know it could be on your chin, it could be mm-hmm. on your elbow, it could be on your chest, mm-hmm. and every time you pluck it, it comes back thicker, yep. and more wily. Well, or you look in the mirror. You know, you're like checking your face and you're like, okay, I'm good. And never fails within 24 hours. That thing is out and proud. (laughs) You're like, how did this happen in such a small? I just looked yesterday. Couldn't we all just have the personal resilience of body hair? Oh, man. Our life would be. Yes. 
Turns out female shaving kits or dermablading is popping up online and you can get your own starter kits. A lot of people are basically Instagram influencing this for Mm. about $25. I don't know if I would do that to myself. A lot of people are interested because they're like, hang on, $25 seems pretty cheap because you've ever bought razors? Like anytime you buy razors, a pack of six are like $40 and you got to get your financing approved. I would... I would do go professional on that because someone's going to lose an eyebrow. More women than ever are shaving their faces, and it's the latest beauty trend to help you exfoliate your skin. Sandy in the morning. Sandy in the morning. It's Magic 95.1. So you're going to have to go with me in a little bit on a journey on this. I had something kind of really amazing happen to me over the weekend. And if you're a longtime listener to me, you've probably heard me allude to this story over the years. But I didn't have a ton of evidence to support it until this weekend. So let me take you back in time almost 20 years. Way before I was on, at the time, live with Regis and Kelly and way before I ever first started working radio here. I, while I was a student at Ball State and interning, got cast to be the host of an educational video series. And so if you've ever had a substitute teacher growing up and they would wheel in a TV or they'd pull in a DVD or a movie and it was more like, you know, it wasn't just reading rainbow episodes. We were like doing educational movies that had a workbook attached to it and all this stuff. Well, I went and filmed this movie like maybe in 2002. Movie's not right. This educational thing. Mm -hmm. And... The company ended up going bankrupt. I I'd never, I was always told this movie never got made. And so we filmed this in like 2002, maybe 2001. I was 21 or 22 A years old. A long time ago. And so over the weekend, out of the blue, unsolicited, one of those great pleasant surprises that sometimes social media can have for you. And the photographer, the cameraman on that shoot, who I did not stay in touch with, looked me up on LinkedIn. And he looks me up and he's like, hey, man, what's going on? He's like, well, isn't it great? I was, I think he was working on his own resume. And he's like, and I came oh. across our, our, our film we did in Africa. And so it was basically this educational series that would take kids to like Africa and Asia and Egypt and the Middle East and teach you about culture and language. And so I was the host for this one in Africa. And I want to play for you a clip because <laughs> I, had, I had never seen the completed film. Because I was told it never got done. I was told, hey, the company went bankrupt. Sorry, dude. Mm -hmm. Your check cleared, but it never got issued. Well, this guy, the photographer, looks me up and he goes, hey, I was going through our old films. And isn't it amazing? Blah, blah, blah. And I go, I've never seen it amazing. I don't know what you're talking about. It is amazing. It's kind of the highlight of my morning. Seeing you 20 years ago. And the best part is hearing you because you sound 12. It sounds like I've never went through puberty. It never went through puberty. So I'm going to play back. Here's some audio of what I sounded like describing the film. I was doing a voiceover for a shanty town in Kenya, Africa. These thousands of unemployed people have built shanty towns that now surround Kenyan cities, where they live in shacks and sometimes even sleep in boxes. Okay, not the most uplifting okay, clip. We can tell that it's you, but a very much younger you, which I've, is hilarious. Like I've got to somehow find a way to get, because these movies are like 25 minutes long. 
I got to find a way to get them posted online and not violate the copyright that's probably not even still in use. No, I highly doubt. I, I bet you could put it, you know, um, at least clips of it because you look so young. You look like a strong wind would blow you over. You're so skinny. You're somehow even paler then than you are now. Yeah. I don't know how that's even possible. I've never seen before. It's like a zoo unleashed. <laughs> like a zoo unleashed. I'm so crazy. Oh, you I, still so, got that. One of the sweatshirts that I show up in in this video. <laughs> I, I swear still, you I, still have it. I still. I think I even wore it last week. I think I wore it in the building last <laughs> week. My wife goes, are you still wearing that? I was like, I think my grandma got it for me for Christmas 20 years ago from a Walgreens. That I recognize <laughs> that sweatshirt. Oh, I can't believe it. So, and this film never even got finished until, well... Oh, so 20 years later, uh-huh. I finally got to see the final product. It's good stuff. Sandy in the morning. Sandy in the morning. It's Magic 95.1. Awkward date tweets. I'm about to get to those. You know, when you're married, like Katie Law's in studio this morning, you know, sometimes you vi- live vicariously through the dates of others. And Katie was also <laughs> just sharing how she ac- accidentally ended up being on a romantic date with a girlfriend this past week. They went to do a couple's massage. They well, booked their <laughs> massage at the same time and they ended up getting like the romantic couple treatment. We wanted to save money, so we got a package. <laughs> you bundled. You certainly <laughs> a did. A couple's package. Bundled and saved. A little extra friend nudity. And there you go. It's all good. All right, here we go. You guys ready? Awkward dates from Twitter. I dated a girl who owned a python. One time she asked me to take her to a pet store where she bought a couple of white mice. (gasps) On the way out, she smashed them on the ground. No! Then she fed the, quote, dying mice who weren't dead yet to the snake because the snake was too lazy to eat them if they were uninjured and running around fast in the bin. That was it for us. That's exactly yeah. when I said, check please, I am moving on to dating other people. Yeah. Awkward dates from Twitter. I was on a date one time, and we bumped into her pastor on our date. And the man said to me, oh, while shaking my hand, I sense the spirit here that there are demons tormenting you that will never allow you to have a life partner. End quote. A really odd exchange after meeting this woman's pastor. That woman then went to the bathroom, never came back. Years later, I found out she married that pastor. Oh, I see what happened there. Awkward dates on Twitter. He said we were going to an event for his friend. And he ended up DJing it at his friend's funeral. (gasps) I showed up in a party dress. Everyone else was in black gowns. Awkward. Awkward. Awkward dates on Twitter. Oh, my word. And finally, this one still makes me laugh. This is good. I've read this story behind the scenes like six times and I still laugh. (laughs) That's so dumb. Ready for this one? I was on a date and the menu said the burger was going to be served medium. And my male date goes, nah, I'm a big boy. I want it large. Oh, no. See, that would be a red flag for me. I'd be like, dude, you don't even know. Come on. I explained what it meant and that he still proceeded to request a larger patty from the waiter anyway. (laughs) Still didn't even comprehend the explanation of how the burger was prepared. Medium. (sighs) 
that's good stuff. Doesn't get better than that. Uh, that is just that is just classic comedy. Yeah, I need to go back <sighs> through my Rolodex of <sighs> when I was date, in my single stories. dates. Oh yeah, I oh. I was single. Living in Chicago, I went on a million first dates. I had an awkward date one time where <laughs> something was served with hollandaise sauce, but I didn't know what hollandaise sauce was at the time, and I thought it was haagen Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I don't understand why this meal comes with ice cream, but since it does... I'll order it. You said it out loud? Yes. Or you were thinking this? No, I said it out loud. And man, my date and the waitress at the time all chuckled nervously because they thought I was trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. And I was I was straight up didn't know. I didn't oh, know. Oh, God, that's good. It's Andy in the morning. It's Magic 95.1. Katie Law is in studio. And what you may or may not know about Katie is that she's really connected, man. <laughs> people, people, she's got some uh, Bradley, the Bradley Hotel gossip, right? Am I saying all that's right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, she's That's got like some gossip. Some, some, an insider tip, maybe. All we right. could go with that. I don't know how gossipy it is. Here's the thing. Uh, Katie's just like, she's got one of these, what did you call it, like resting friendly face? I have a resting friendly face, I do. You do. Yes. And people, I don't know what it is. I've seen it happen time and time again. You're incredibly social. And within five minutes of meeting you, people just start telling you all their private secrets <laughs> they don't tell anybody. I don't know what it is. We'll be out at a function and people are like, you just disarm them right away. Next thing you know, they're like, so I'm going to tell you about the one time I had some insecurities in college about my sexuality. And, and I'm all in and for And you're that. all in. <laughs> you're yeah. all in. You're, you're all so, in. Tell me. Tell me more. So what's going on? So for those who don't know, there's this very much a boutique hotel mm-hmm. called the Bradley, which is the Bradley Hotel is obviously the folks from Vera Bradley. It was supposed to be opening this month, but with COVID and delays, it's now scheduled for this big mystery opening sometime this summer. Mm-hmm. And we're going through some of the restaurants that are spe- scheduled to be there. They're going to be high end. They're going to be nice. And then you caught this rumor. Yeah, well, with a hotel, you mean, obviously, they have the whole building, but on the ground level, there's more space. So there's some other shops going in. I think Killwinds announced probably a month ago that they were opening up. And if you don't know what that is, like, you didn't. I had no idea. But as soon as I explain it, you knew exactly what I was talking about. Like, Killwinds is that ice cream and fudge shop that's on every Main Street and every cute little Michigan town you go visit in the summer. And yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, okay. we hit that place up four times a day when yeah. we're on our little weekend getaway. So Fort Wayne's getting a Killwinds on the ground level. And then my friend reached out to me this weekend, and he's an optometrist, Dr. Khan, and he is opening a, an optical boutique. Of course it's a boutique. Of it, course it is. And it, I mean, and they're going to have, you know, all the eye exam and, and everything you need, but it's going to be more like luxury brand glasses yeah. and more trendy um, eyewear. And it is called See Me on Main. How, how cute is that? All right. Because we were talking hotels, I found this online. I have, according to people like hotel staffs. They have gathered the worst things people have ever left behind in a hotel room stories. Uh, Can we... I know these get gross. Is there some non-gross ones? Yes. Can we interweave those in, please? Yes. (laughs) I used to work in the laundry. And one day, my housekeeping friend came in, looked at me. Apparently, we had some lime jello bath in the jacuzzi tub in the room. We had to get it professionally cleaned and taken apart because the jello was inside the jets. Ew. Weirdest things people have left behind in their hotel room. 
Baby alligators in the bathtub <gasps> comes in on the list. No. Poop in the nightstand. Stop it. Poop in the nightstand. Yes. People, what's wrong with people? Weirdest thing to ever be left behind in a hotel room. And apparently the winner is a bear. Oh, my God. They definitely did not get their deposit back on that one. A lot had to happen for this to go the way it did. But ultimately, it came down to folks on the ground floor ordering room service and leaving their room service open out on the patio. And a hungry bear sauntered in not only to eat it on the patio and then went into the sliding door and was tearing up the hotel room that they had left open. It was obviously a wilderness sort of retreat area. Yes. And that is the list there of weirdest things people have ever left behind in a hotel room. When you explain it, it makes more sense. It does. It's Andy in the morning. Weirdest things left behind in hotel rooms. All right. Showbiz news. You guys ready? Here we go. The Academy Awards are coming up, and they have this brilliant idea to get the ratings back up. Since America and the world's not really watching award shows, we just got too many options. And we've become this highlight clip-based society. Whether it's little Instagram videos, or frankly, we were trained like this when we watched ESPN highlights for years. Why watch the full game? Why watch the full thing when you can get the highlights on these shows? Mm -hmm. And so the Academy is hoping that they're going to get the ratings back up by allowing folks to have longer acceptance speeches. Now, in recent years, winners were allowed 45 seconds, but then the producers would stop playing music and yada yada. Here's what I have to say. If it's people we know and -hmm. they don't have a political agenda, you can let them talk. You know, if I'm sure if Clooney told me the story where he almost got out of the business mm-hmm. and then stayed in the business and wanted to, people would listen to that. Matthew right. McConaughey, you, you'll listen to some of these. I beat all odds and here I am story. I think they know in those speeches, though, that's usually what makes the headlines. They usually say yeah. something crazy. Yes. Um, and so that ups their chances of, and it just gets some attention. It gets it some does. attention. But I don't need the costume designer. I don't need no. the... You know, editor's story. I mean, I'm glad you edited, but I don't need, you know, I don't know. I don't care who you're dating. Their jobs are very important, but nobody cares. Fox Sports broadcaster Joe Buck will be in the next lineup to guest host Jeopardy. His episodes will air sometime this summer. The internet still wants LeVar Burton, and frankly, so do I. I do, too. We need a little bit of that. Amazon is reportedly spending, check this out, $465 million for just the first season of their upcoming Lord of the Rings show. I don't even know who's casting this, but for comparison, how much did one season of Game of Thrones cost for HBO? Roughly $100 million per season, and people thought that was a lot of money. So now we're approaching $500 million for one season. Amazon going all in with their Lord of the Rings upcoming series. That's a quick peek as to what's happening in Hollywood. Real fun. Andy in the morning on Magic 95.1.